All right, welcome back, everybody. Hopefully, Gerald's calmed down a bit. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Nothing's broken on your end, hopefully. Nah. <laughs> All right, so reviews. Let's start with Blood of uh, Blood of Zeus. <sighs> you go first. <laughs> uh, that'll uh, probably be quick because yeah. Well, it's episodes what three and four, right? Three and four, yeah, yeah. Um, Hera is a conniving bitch, but she's right. Zeus is an embarrassment. Like he literally is. the The moment he can't get his way, he turns into a petulant child. When um, <laughs> he he dude, he was ready to just turn around and I assume kill all of them. Like <sighs> he was ready to turn around and kill all of them to try to protect Heron's mom, who he says he loves. But he wasn't willing to just sit down with Hera before this whole thing got started and go, hey, look, we need to figure something out because either we need to get a divorce because I just don't feel the same way about you that I did. Or you need to let me step out and bang some other chicks. And I thought about it from what other people might say looking at Hera because she's gorgeous. It's like, why didn't he just fuck his own wife? And And I and honestly. The answer is just, it's not a good answer. There's no good way to say it. No matter how pretty your girl is, eventually you get tired of fucking her. Mm. Simple <laughs> as that. And remember, they're gods. They stay pretty. They Not only do they stay pretty forever, but they live for a long, long time. Much longer than humans. Yep. They're pretty much immortal unless they're killed. So... It doesn't matter how pretty a girl is, and for that matter, it doesn't matter how pretty a man is or how manly he is. Eventually, you just get tired of fucking the same person over and over and over again after a certain amount of time. What you're hoping is by the time that moment happens, you're no longer interested in fucking. (laughs) But... In Zeus's case, which seems to be a thing for him, when he he'll marry a chick and get bored of that the next year, and well, then he finds himself in kind of a pickle. He can hmm. either be faithful or he can go cheat, and he always cheats. He never even considers being faithful. Never even considers having a conversation. Nope, he just cheats. Hmm. Um, yeah. He he is the he is an embarrassment. Hera is absolutely right. Um, but I'm not ignoring the fact that it very much seems like Hera is the one who orchestrated this entire thing. Mm-hmm. From the moment she starts recanting Seraphim's uh, life, which, by the way, as a name for a character, writers no, hmm. do not name your antagonist Seraphim. In fact, never, ever again name any of your characters Seraphim 
or any name of the such. It is stupid. Stop it. <laughs> Fucking seraphim. Um, <laughs> so when she starts recounting who he is, she literally shows that she has been watching everything he does. She saw him go and eat from the giant, all everything, everything. So it is absolutely possible that she is the one who tipped off his uncle's sons that he was still alive and where he was because I cannot fathom, first off, how they found out he was still alive because his uncle was pretty sure he killed him. I cannot fathom how even if they found out he was alive, how the fuck did they find him out in the middle of the woods, who knows where, living with a group of bears? How? Even if, and they, they apparently tortured her sister, has she been mm-hmm. staying in consistent enough contact with her sister that her sister knew where they were? The only thing I could think is that her sister, could, the only thing I can think of that her sister could tell her is that her sister, because I can't remember the names right now and nor do I care to, um, <laughs> is that her sister saved the child and then ran off with it. That would have been all the information they would have had to go with. And it's not like she ran off to another town. She literally is in the middle of the wilderness somewhere living in a cave with bears. How (laughs) the fuck did they track her down? This Uh, is not smartphones. I'm pretty sure it was Hera. Yeah, it's like, and well, yeah, I'm just saying, like, the only explanation is that it was Hera. Also, that brings in the question that giant body that washed up on shore, that doesn't seem like some random event or coincidence now. That seems hmm. like something that might have been orchestrated. Like, someone might have, oh no, had the tides pull it up there, because we've already seen that the gods can control the weather. Especially Hera. Oh, also, during Hera's little talk with Seraphim, we've also been shown that the gods could solve this whole cult problem instantly. Because Seraphim, being the leader and the strongest member of that cult, Hera easily subjugated. With no effort whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Odds could immediately end this threat. That, by the way, is still their fault because they still allowed a giant's body to wash up on shore. They know that the humans are getting the cult is getting their power from eating the flesh of a giant, meaning there is a giant's body that is missing. And instead of them looking for and recovering that body and then fixing the problem that they created in their negligence, they're just going, eh, it's the humans' problems. What an entire pantheon of utter pieces of garbage. (laughs) Oh, also, don't forget that um, Hera gathered Poseidon, Ares, I think um, Persephone, and, and like there was her and like five other gods to chastise him for 
you know, sticking, you know, sticking his nose where it doesn't belong. And then what does she turn around and go do? Well, of course, that was the entire plan. Like she was really, she was hoping he would turn around and try to fight them because they would have killed him. Like that's what she was hoping for. Poseidon stopping, like Zeus got mad at Poseidon, but Poseidon was literally trying to help him by keeping him alive. He was like, dude, like, like, because they even showed him like looking at Zeus, and then the, then Zeus looking at the other gods, and they were all ready to to grab their weapons. It's like he, mm-hmm. like Poseidon's literally like, dude, it, like, if you do this, <laughs> they're gonna kill you. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and 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 this is it. This is another reason why he's such a goddamn embarrassment and failure. And I'm sitting here like, dude, how they let this dude become king? And it's like, so you are more than willing to tell Hera to fuck off now, but not later on when it matters. You're more than willing to be like, oh, I'm the one in charge, and what I say goes when it no longer matters, but when it mattered, when it could have helped, when it could have done something, you're too much of a bitch. Fuck you, Zeus. Fuck you. <laughs> and, it, and it's an age-old story with Zeus. It's always someone else paying for his stupidity, cowardice, and short-sightedness. Bullshit. And he's supposed to be the leader of the Pantheon. So it's no wonder the rest of them are pretty shitty too. Because Mm. Hera is taking out all of her anger on Heron and his mother, who are innocent in this entire thing. Uh, Heron's mother was pregnant with him before she realized who Zeus was. Um, Heron is literally has nothing to do with this. Every single thing that has been going on completely outside of his control. And Hera's like, nah, I'm going to kill them just to hurt you. She could have literally have just exposed what he did and deposed him. But she's like, nah, I'm going to kill her and then I'm going to kill your kid um, to expose you. And then she takes a shot at Hermes, who if I, I remember Hermes actually being another child of Hera and Zeus, but I guess that's not true in this universe. And I may be wrong about that. I am uh, iffy on my Greek mythology because I haven't read it in such a long time. Um so Hermes might be the son of Zeus, uh, might be a son of Zeus from another mother as well, but she takes a cheap shot at him because she's so mad, even though he doesn't deserve it. Um, but yeah, yeah it's and like then, another one of his bastards. Yeah, and then Zeus, in his infinite stupidity, because it seems to know no bounds, decides to confront Ares in front of everyone over the crime. He committed because it is against the law for him to have been finagling with Heron's mother in the first place. It was against the law for him to be hiding her. It was against the law he created to even to show any favoritism to Heron or her. All of these things become exposed when he confronted Ares in front of everyone without even Mm. trying to figure out who knew about it and who didn't. Just a fucking moron. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. 
Like, dude, the more and more I see of Zeus in this show, the more and more I'm like, how the hell did you survive the Titans? How the hell did you survive the Giants with that kind of decision making? Like, how did you win your wars? Like, how? You're an idiot. I think I think Harris said it. She was like, "No, you were good during the wars, and and now you're just an embarrassment." Yeah, maybe that's what it was. I I feel like Hera was making all the decisions, and Zeus was just the muscle. I think that's what it was. I think that's literally what it was. Like Zeus could Probably. hit things really, really hard, and Hera was like, "Well, hit that thing before you hit that thing," and it always worked out. <laughs> right. Like, uh Like, uh just uh Heron is stupid. <laughs> His mom tried to save him and then he immediately got himself fucking captured like a how did mm-hmm. dude he's oh man the apple doesn't fall far from the tree does it? He's just <laughs> like his father. He's just a fucking idiot. Like dude, I get it. It's his mom, but you I don't care how much you love someone, you can't save them if you die. And if mm. the only situation that comes up is that you're going to die with them, well, that's stupid because they wouldn't want that. Like, literally, that situation, there was no way Heron could win that fight. Seraphim had already kicked the crap out of him. He was surrounded by his subordinates at the time. There was no way Heron was winning that fight. The only outcome was him being killed along with his mother. And his mom was literally trying to tell him, stay in the goddamn bushes. And he was like, nah, I'm my father's son. Ah!" (laughs) 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 one thing you can't Leroy Jenkins out of. Like, Um, uh, Seraphim has a sweet ride though I really like the like flying lion I I like the flying lion That's pretty cool I think it's a a chimera Because it's got a lizard tail, lion's head And wings Although maybe Some some chimeras have wings I was thinking it was a chimera too But it's it's not a traditional chimera so it might yeah. it might be a chimera in this story. It's just not a traditional one. Um, yeah, but uh, but that was cool. Um, the Biden is pretty cool. I give him props for that. Um, <laughs> I would. I don't know. Can he? The fact that he can only control it by like putting out his hand I feel like I feel like by now he should have gotten the hang of controlling it with just his mind but maybe you just can't eh. it would be a much it'd be a much more powerful and cooler weapon if he could just control it with his mind um, hmm. but the Biden is cool um, I mean, that's all there is really to say. I, I will say that I would have much rather have followed Seraphim's story than Heron's story. 
<laughs> like Seraphim had the much more interesting story. Like it, like at least the it, like there are stupid things that Seraphim did, but you could at least say Seraphim did stupid shit because he didn't know any better. He was raised in the woods by one woman and bears. She may not he was too young to have been actually taught anything, and there's no guarantee that she was educated either because she was just like a chambermaid. So there's no guarantee that she even had anything to teach him outside of what berries to eat and what berries not to eat. Um, and then when she was killed, he had no one to teach him. So him running into a uh, a city to kill the last son and getting himself nearly killed by guards, you could easily – he just doesn't know any better. He doesn't understand – he doesn't really understand society. He had no one to teach him. So anything he did stupid or does stupid can be chalked up to, well, he grew up in the goddamn woods. Heron, on the other <laughs> hand, had a educated parent because she was a queen and was selected by the king. She wasn't just some peasant girl. She was like a uh, – she, she was a royal's daughter. So she wasn't just some peasant girl. So she, and as a right. royal's daughter, she would have been educated. So he had an educated parent, and he was raised around other people. So his stupidity is just his stupidity. <laughs> um, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the story. It's just there, but every time something stupid happens, I'm just like, yeah, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> Zeus just gave up trying to outmaneuver Hera. I guess he realized that she was smarter than him, and which she is. Um, no, it gets better. Yeah, like, yeah, these these last two episodes are just how much of a fuck up Zeus is. Like, geez, look at this giant fuck up. <laughs> um, I do like the fact that uh, when he went to throw his lightning bolt it was Poseidon who grabbed him and Poseidon stopped him cold I do like that because it is in, in original Greek mythology um, Poseidon and Zeus do tend to butt heads fairly often and it is iffy who the more powerful god is like Zeus got the throne because he basically saved everybody's life, so everyone decided, yeah, you get to be king. Plus, you know, the lightning bolt. Um, but Poseidon is act in actuality not much weaker than Zeus, if weaker at all. Um, it has been said in in some of the stories, Poseidon is implied to be just as powerful. So. Right. Um and uh, and you and you notice so far in these first four episodes who isn't doing anything wrong. Who Aries? You know who he No, no, because Aries is still he's still Aries, so Yeah, but, but no. he hasn't he we hasn't have... actually done anything though, to be fair. Like he has done nothing wrong actually aside from tattling no he didn't tattle Hera even said it. it and we and she even showed it when she was going through Seraphim's memories she already knew mm. she orchestrated yeah. Seraphim's rise from the moment he was born she already knew 
Because remember, she's the one who uh who got the 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 three shadowy dudes. I don't know if those were the fates, but she's the one who got them to give the king dreams, which alerted him to the fact that one of the kids wasn't his. That was Hera. So no, she she was yeah. she was telling the truth when she uh when Zeus attacked Ares. She was telling the truth he, when she like. Every whatever he told her, he all she already knew, and she probably asked him just to confirm it. Hmm. Yeah, but but the one god who hasn't done anything wrong yet, we haven't even seen him. Oh, and we never do. Oh, Hades. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hades knows better than to get mixed up in this bullshit. Like <laughs> Hades is the one. Dude, if nothing else, this show has been portraying Hades as Hades actually is. He lets those knuckleheads up on Olympus do their bullshit as long as they don't get him pulled into it, and he does his job. And that's it. <laughs> like, that's... that's Read through all the different myths, and that's pretty much all Hades has ever done. He lets everyone up on the Pantheon do their stupid shit, he does his job and he stays the fuck out of trouble. Like Hades is the <laughs> fucking man. <laughs> He's loyal to his wife. Yeah. Unlike uh, his like his eldest brother. Yeah, Hades absolutely <laughs> faithful to his wife. Like he took per- he took Persephone as his wife and never strayed as far as any of the stories say. Not once. Like and, he, and even gives her like half the year to be, you know, you know, outside of the underworld. Right. And that was the compromise because as usual, the gods were deciding to be assholes to the humans, which were making his life, which was making his life more, which was making his life more miserable, but he also understood that it was fucking up the balance. So he made the concession. Um, Cause he was for like for a good long time. He was like, no, fuck you guys. And then he saw kind of what was going hmm. on with the influx of souls in the underworld and the balance. And he was like, all right, look, I'll send her back. Tell Demeter to stop being a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I said it hmm. because that's exactly what Demeter was doing. She starved and froze the world killing hundreds of humans because Persephone, her daughter, made the choice to get together with Hades and made the choice to stay with Hades. And her mom was like, eh, fuck it. I'll kill all the humans. Fuck Demeter. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. And um, Heron's ineptness is only going to get worse as, as the last four episodes play out. Uh, I remember reading Greek stories back in the day, and I remember hearing about heroes who won through great cunning and leadership or strength. And now we have Heron, who is who has none of those qualities. And doesn't look like he's getting any of those qualities. Is this our new hero? An inept idiot? Is that our... Well, actually, if you look at anime, yeah, it is, kind of. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. And, and, it, and it, gets, it gets worse, too, because I don't know if it's in the next two episodes or not, but uh, Zeus 
actually bring spoilers for those listening and for Gerald. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zeus brings him up to Mount Olympus to try to train him to fight Seraphim. And it doesn't go very well. Yeah, well, they're both idiots. I couldn't see it going very well. <laughs> an idiot training an idiot. Oh boy. <laughs> how could this how could this go in any other direction except down? <laughs> hmm? You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, so. But but at the very end, Zeus does something kind of cool, I guess. I guess. And, and uh, well, we'll see. And, and don't give me any other information on that, because I'm pretty sure it's good. I'm pretty sure when I see it, I'll probably be able to tear it to pieces. So let let <laughs> let that be a little bit of a surprise for me then. Because Zeus doing yeah. something cool usually means uh, sticking his foot in his mouth. Or his dick where it doesn't belong. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, uh, I will say there are two, two lines that are, that are spoken. I think in the next two episodes that I hope you get the reference. Okay. I'll keep a lookout for them. Uh, anything else other than just groaning and, oh yeah. And so in, I want to say it was episode four, he, he kills his mom, but he doesn't know it's his mom yet. You remember he threw the Biden up in the air and he does. And by the end of the episode, remember she tells him. Is like, uh, but your mother is dead, and he asked who killed her, and Hera is like, you did, and then she shows him. Yeah, yeah. he knows he did it. I, I, okay, yeah. If if there's one thing, Hera has not lied. If there's one thing, as far as I can tell, Hera has not once lied. She has withheld information. She has manipulated, but not once that I can tell has she lied. Hmm. That that's like saying that's like saying she's a good sociopath. She doesn't lie. She doesn't lie. <laughs> I mean, and take it how you need to, but she doesn't lie. <laughs> All right. So I've come. I came to the realization last night when I was watching Hannibal. I need to be sober when I watch it. Well, yeah. Or you miss stuff. Well, especially especially this episode and going forward because Christy has watched it and she said it and she says it's good. Yeah. Which it is. Oh, damn it. Let me get my thing here. <clears throat> so I'm just going to say Lecter is a fucking sly bastard. <laughs> yeah. He is a sly bastard. Because not only is he grooming Graham, it also looks like he's grooming Abigail, too. And maybe it depends on if we see more of her. 
Um, it, it really is going to depend on if we see more of her. And I'm not sure if we will. Like, this might be the end of her story. And she might just go on to do her own killing somewhere else. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I just don't know how much of the... How, how big of a part of the story she's actually going to be. Mm. So we'll see so, in the next episode, I guess. Yeah. So in, in this episode three, we have more of the bitch journalist being a bitch. Dude, <laughs> this waste of human DNA. I, I was sitting here watching this episode and this bitch tells the brother of one of the girls that Abigail woke up and where she is. Well, no, that she woke up. And then she calls Will aside, like she's like antagonizing Will, and and I'm sitting here and I'm like, I am literally watching a TV show about a psychopathic killer who kills people and eats them. How the fuck are you the worst human being I've ever seen? <laughs> right. That has to be a special talent. There is a man standing right next to you who murders and eats people, and you're the worst human being in this show. Wow. <laughs> right. Yeah. And 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 I'm and I wrote down Oh, Lecter, you fuck, you feed dead to them. So I'm guessing he fed more dead people to someone? Not that I'm aware of, no. Not in this episode. Mm. Uh, there was a part where Abigail, uh, they, they take Abigail back to her house, and she's looking through stuff, and they're talking about her dad and about, you know, uh, eating, using every part and eating, and then she turns to them and she goes, he fed them to us, didn't he? So that might be what you're actually remembering. Her, yeah, yeah, could be. Um, <clears throat> also, if you notice, there's a part where Will is talking to... I keep forgetting names. God, I can't believe I keep forgetting names. Um, but Will is talking to uh, he, the, the leader of the task force. Uh, uh, Jack, James? Yeah, Jack, Jack. Jack, yeah. Jack. He's talking to Jack. And he yeah. and Jack is like, well, you told me he wouldn't kill this way again. Who is this copycat killer and whatnot? And Will is like, no, he he's brilliant. He's sophisticated. He's you know he 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 is like I, I was wrong. And like he's like praise like he he's trying to explain. And while he's explaining, he's praising the killing that Hannibal did. And then you see a smirk kind of tug at the edge of Hannibal's mouth, and he's just basking in it and i'm like you fat fucking lizard sitting on your goddamn rock basking in the sun of will's praise you fat cat motherfucker <laughs> you asshole he's just oh he's just like mm, oh yeah i am brilliant will i am mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you fat bastard! <laughs> like, I want to, I yeah. want to hate him so much. I do. And then he does some shit like that, and I'm like, oh, you motherfucker! 
Um, uh, yeah, and then like he admitted to making a bit of a mistake uh, with the call to uh, Abigail's dad. Um, we get the part where the brother of one of the victims shows up and Abigail stabs him. To be fair, it was self-defense. He grabbed her and shoved her up against the wall like three times. Cause she tried to run. She was like, "Nah, fuck this." Um, and then, yeah, she fucking stabbed him. Like, I'd have stabbed him too. Like in that situation, after him, after he slammed her up against the wall, I would not have been willing to take the chance that he might do something more lethal. I'd have stabbed him too. But yeah, like you said, Hannibal's a clever motherfucker because she was scared of shit and didn't know what to do. She doesn't know the law. And she was like, uh, it was self-defense, though. And he was like, yeah, but this doesn't look like self-defense. You gutted him, Abigail. She's like, oh, what do I do? He's like, well, we got two options. Because, of course, she he realized that uh, that she knew he was the one who called. And she does. And she even pointed it out. It, it, Ab- Abigail's character has been weird throughout this entire episode. Because she acts like a fucking serial killer. But at the same time, she acts like she's in that confused transitional state of it. Like she's got the mindset like will. She she's it, it's like so Hannibal is just our sociopathic cannibalistic killer, right? Then we have Will who could become as great as I say as great but I guess I should say could become as dangerous a serial killer as Hannibal, but he's working for the good guys trying to keep himself from doing that. Abigail feels like she's Mm -hmm. a representation of the in-between. She has Will's mindset to where she has the mindset of a serial killer, but she doesn't seem like she has actually committed to doing it like Hannibal has. So she seems to be in that middle gray zone. Because when you, when the female uh, psychiatrist goes to talk to her and how she's telling Hannibal and Jack and Will how she's, how Abigail's being very practical about everything. And some people do handle trauma and tragedy that way. They get really practical. They stick to the things, uh, they stick to the things that they can control. And that's how they keep themselves from flying apart. They, 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 there's no emotion. Right. It's just, well, there's shit to do. The The house has to be sold. I have to get a funeral put together. There's so much to do. And by keeping themselves busy, they don't actually have to think about it. By being practical about everything and getting everything done, they don't have to go through the emotions of what happened. So that is, a, that is actually a real thing. Um, mm-hmm. But Abigail's was always kind of too practical, too level-headed. And then the female psychiatrist, because I can't remember her name, uh, was saying how uh, she's obviously manipulative. Um, And then Hannibal weighed in, which, of course, was in his favor. So you got to kind of take that with a grain of salt. Um, Will, you can't go on him because he doesn't want her to be a serial killer. He does not want her to be a serial killer. Um, and I think in her, it, it's not so much that he's looking for redemption for her dad. It feels like he hopes in her he can find redemption for himself, I guess, because it felt good to kill her father, but he doesn't want to be that guy. 
Like, he doesn't want that to feel good. Mm. So, since everyone is thinking that she might have been helping her dad with the killings, and because her mindset is very close to a to, to saying that, yes, she may have been, he wants to prove that she's not. For him, she can't be a killer. Because if she's a killer, there's no hope for him. Um, yeah. And there was one point, too. It might have been when, <clears throat> when Graham was describing how you know, this copycat killer was like so good at this and this and this that I wrote down out. Hannibal's got him locked mm. in. Yeah. And then uh, the fact that he made them and then they found the uh, the brother's uh, blood on the teeth of the girl that they found, the new the new victim. And he's like, this is and Will was even said this was a huge mistake. He never would have made this mistake. This is weird. Um and I was like, I, I was thinking to myself, how the fuck are they gonna? How are they? How the fuck is Hannibal gonna pull this off? Like, of like once they and I was like, oh yeah, he's dead and probably buried somewhere. They will never find him, and they think he did it. Hmm. And if they never find him, they're just gonna think he's another genius uh, psychopath who just went underground, and they're never gonna find him. And everyone will just accept that it was him because they found his blood there. The general population doesn't give a fuck who gets convicted. They just want someone convicted so they can sleep sound at night thinking that there's not a serial killer living next door to them. That's all they care about. They don't care if it's the actual guy, right? <laughs> so, And the police, so, so they don't have the public constantly breathing down their neck because if the public is breathing down their neck, they're breathing down the mayor's neck. And if they're breathing down the mayor's neck, the mayor is also breathing down their neck. They're willing to give it an, up, uh, you know, an open and shut case of, well, this was the guy. And since there will be no more killings, most people will go, well, you never found the serial killer, but at least he hasn't been killing anymore because you found out who it was. And everyone will just be fine with that. So, yeah, this actually was pretty open and shut tight. The only thing that I'm really kind of touch and go with is when he knocked out the female psychiatrist, when Hannibal did. And I'm like, mm, it's kind of a flimsy story that the brother did it. And also knocked you out. So he knocked, you were right behind her. So he knocked you out first and then was able to knock her out before she could hear anything that happened to you. And I was like, mm, I'm like, Hannibal, you're cutting it real close. Be careful with that shit. You're cutting it real close on that. Um, but he got away with it, yeah. and I feel like that's a little bit of plot armor for Hannibal, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> also, they did the they did that whole trope where if you hit somebody in the head hard enough, they just go unconscious, and then they're fine afterwards. That's not how that works. If yeah, you hit no. someone in the head hard enough to knock nope. them unconscious, <laughs> you've caused brain damage. Factually. So they did that, and that's why I was also like, eh, Hannibal. Mm. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm gonna let it go because everything else has been so good. If this is the one thing that you fuck up on, I will allow it because everything else has been really good. Um, 
and it, and it's not it's not even that it can it causes brain damage like you knock someone out you hit someone hard enough that it makes them unconscious you've given them a concussion and if and if they and they might not yeah, wake up that's why concussions are such a big deal so if like ambulances and stuff they're always mm-hmm. like did you, did you hit in the head well you might have a concussion come you know you may you got hit in the head so you might have a concussion that's why cuz if you go to sleep or lie down and close your eyes like if you go to sleep or become unconscious due to a concussion you may not wake up so that's a yeah that's yeah. a really really big thing um and damn yeah, those tropes that 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 was the <laughs> only thing in the episode that i was like mm, i'm gonna let you have it this time i hope i don't see something similar <laughs> again like I, I really hope i don't see anything similar i hope will. not though i really really hope not the show is too good to need to rely on that kind of thing We can hope. Well, so far it's been really good. <laughs> I and I've I'm be I've been told by people who have watched the series all the way through that it basically keeps a consistent quality mm. around this level all the way throughout. So, yay! Finally, uh, a consistent I know, right? quality. <laughs> Not asking you to be better every episode, just asking <laughs> you to be consistent. That's it. Um, the only other thing I think I have to say about it is at the end when Hannibal is talking about uh, keeping Abigail, like when Abigail's like, I'll keep your secret and Hannibal's like, and I'll keep yours. That is actually quite Mm. ambiguous because the entire focus of this episode was, was Abigail helping her father kill the girl, kill the girls. And we never got an answer to that. We assume she is she was not so when hannibal at the end goes i'll keep your secret it feels ambiguous because is he talking about keeping the secret that uh she killed the the brother of one of the girls and then they hit the body or is he talking about he'll keep her secret because he figured out yes she was helping her father So I felt that that was, yeah, right. So I thought that was kind of ambiguous (laughs) just because of the way she acts and the way they've been psychoanalyzing her. I was like, yeah, it's still really up in the air whether she was helping or not. And, and, and they, they, they did a really good job of keeping that ambiguous. They're still, it's what people think is the answer, but we don't know for sure. So, so yeah, um, I can't really think of anything else about the episode. Um, uh, I'll add one thing. The FBI is still stupid. <laughs> uh, how so? <laughs> but, well, I just wrote that down, that FBI Uh-oh. dumb as ever. <laughs> Well, it's the reason why they have to get specialists to come in sometimes. Uh, I'd have to know how they're being Mm. stupid in order to say yay or nay. Uh, So far, it seemed like they handled everything the best they could. Though, I will give you that they are still stupid in the fact that that reporter keeps fucking getting into the crime scene somehow. 
I thought that's why we had police usually surrounding <laughs> those crime scenes to keep that from happening. And how she is not being arrested for it, I'll never know. That is an arrestable offense because she's contaminating a crime scene. Uh, uh, interference yeah, with the police I was like, investigation. How is it that they are not fucking... Uh, how is it that they are not arresting her? But... Whatever. Blood armor. Ugh, that <laughs> Blood armor. fucking piece of human garbage. She is just the worst. She is the worst. Like, she... She's lucky she's cute. You could, I don't think she's cute. <laughs> like, th- this is one of those situations where a person is... Uh, where a woman is so horrible, her looks don't matter. And that takes a lot you have to realize, as a man, that takes a lot. You have to be a horrid bitch to be hot and me not be interested. You have to just be the worst. <laughs> like, and I don't mean just me specific. I say me. Like, I go out with terrible women. Like, I go out with these, like, horrible baby-punching women or something. It's like, no. It's just like, for men, we can hate a woman's guts but if she's hot we'll still be we'll still want to have sex because the because we're dudes and attraction you have to be a special kind of horrible woman for a dude to go yeah no i can't you're you're just you're way too no 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 to be to be hot (laughs) but to be such a horrible human being that a guy tells you no you're the worst. <laughs> you are just <laughs> So yeah, I was like, dude, and like she's I don't even actually think she's hot. I do think she's cute. Um, but yeah, she is just the wor- she is a serial killer in a different way where uh Instead of actually murdering people, it's she is a she is a serial killer in the way of like emotional, like emotionally emotional murder. I I don't know how to explain it, but the way she preys on people's fears and things like that—that's what makes her so fucking terrible. That's what makes her such a terrible person. She doesn't care. She doesn't care about anyone. She only cares about her objective, and that arguably makes her a worse human being than Hannibal. I am really hoping that the very last episode, she's the victim. And I know that's terrible of me, but (laughs) fuck that bitch. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Like I, and honestly, she's interfered with Hannibal as well, so it's hard for me to believe he doesn't have comeuppance coming for that bitch. Hmm. It's like you've told you've foiled me for the last time. And but then again, I guess um, you know, like you say, she's just a horrible, horrible person. Would he even eat her? Mm, he probably still would. I don't know. Uh, I do not know when it comes to Hannibal. 
Um, I do not know if he will sometimes kill a person and not eat them, or if he only kills when he is going to eat. But just because she's a horrible person doesn't mean there's anything wrong with her meat. I mean, pretty much tastes the same once he seasons and cooks her up, I assume. (laughs) I don't think your personality has anything to do with how you taste. So... So I guess we'll have to wait and see. I don't know. We don't eat. We don't eat people. So. And he does. He does. The way he picks his victims can be like he picked the one girl, not because she was Abigail's friend. I think he picked the one girl because she was being horrible to her mother. I actually think that's why he chose her as the next victim. Um, because there's that moment hmm. when she comes to see Abigail. And her mom comes to get her, and she tells her mom to stop being a horrible bitch. And you, and then the, the the camera then shifts to Hannibal and his reaction to that. And I was, and the moment I saw that, I was like, "Oh, she's next." And then she turned out to be next. Like he, he <laughs> I don't know if that's an like if disrespect to one's concerned parent is a thing for him. Or maybe it's just because she was being a te- maybe she was just because she was being a terrible daughter because her mom was only there because she was worried about her because once again Abigail also being a serial killer and helping her dad kill and eat those girls was up in the air everyone just assumed that was another thing about the episode that got me is everyone instead of giving her the benefit of a doubt immediately just condemned her because of the pain they went through so she was obviously just a problem. Right. She was obviously helping. She was obviously a psycho, too, because her dad was. So that obviously meant she must have been helping him. And it was her, too. Everyone like society. And this really spoke a little bit of uh, this was actually even though this is an older TV series, it spoke of some social commentary now where society has always had a little bit of and is getting more of that better to condemn a thousand innocent people than let one murderer get away or let one criminal get away. That mentality Mm. is becoming much more prevalent. And the problem with that mentality Mm. is it always comes from someone who never thinks that the innocent, the condemned innocent person will be them. That's who that mentality right. comes from. <laughs> Better a thousand innocents perish than let one criminal get away. Because you never think that one of those innocents is going to be you or someone you love. The moment it does, see how that perspective shifts immediately. So. Right. So, yeah. like, But, yeah, overall, really really good episode a like a plus a fucking plus like i i really enjoyed it mm-hmm. and again note to self be sober when you're watching it <laughs> all right let's uh take our cash grabbing money grubbing sponsor break and uh, come back and talk mm-hmm. about some pokemon All right, welcome back. So, just so I make sure that I understood this correctly, we're we're gonna 
Guy, you have to start. You have to ask that question before the podcast. <laughs> Good. So we're we're going to be looking at Pokemon and giving them funny names, right? It, no. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. Like calling Driftloon a child stealing balloon. Well, that is a funny name for it, but no, they, we were supposed to point out all of the really uh, screwed up uh, Pokemon descriptions. And uh, to be fair, there are a lot of Pokemon now, so I wasn't even able to get out of the first generation. Yeah, there that's are fine. eight generations. <laughs> that is fine by me, because I've only ever played the first generation. Okay. Uh, let's see. You want to go first, or you want me to go first? Uh, you go first, and I'm gonna look up the G1 Pokemans. Okay. Right, so, uh, 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 uh. all right. So the first one is Kadabra. So. This one at first doesn't seem like a fucked up one, because um, one uh, one of its first entries is uh, there's a theory that exists that this Pokemon was a young boy who couldn't control his psychic powers and ended up transformed into this Pokemon. Not bad, right? Mm. Then you get to the Diamond version of the game. If one is nearby, an eerie shadow appears on TV screens. Seeing the shadow is said to bring bad luck. In Pokemon Moon, Kadabra's presence infests televisions and monitors with creepy shadows that bring bad luck. The reason this is so fucked up is because in the Pokemon world, luck and bad luck are real things. There's a mission in red where you actually go to a haunted vill uh, like a haunted village or a haunted city where you do a quest for an old lady about bad luck and good luck. Like bad luck and good luck are things that are actual forces in the Pokemon universe. So having a Pokemon that just by being nearby causes shadows to flicker on your TV and give you bad luck is fucked. <laughs> like, because, like, in the poke, like, understand that in the Pokemon universe, there are there are Pokemon who dig holes in the grounds. So there are giant potholes. Um, like in the Pokemon universe, having bad luck could literally get you killed more often than not. And as we go as we go deeper into my list, you'll kind of understand why. Like having bad luck could be really, really bad. <laughs> and then and then you have to ask yourself, well, if it happens the first time, okay, a little bit of bad luck. But does that bad luck stack? Is it multiplicative? What if this happens a couple of nights in a row? What about trainers who literally have Kadabras as Pokemon? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 maybe it doesn't affect the trainer, but what about when they go into a city and stay there for a couple of days? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, like, just, ooh. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Mm, so if we're talking about things like that, then I would have to definitely bring up Drowsy. He's a he's a psychic Pokemon, but like in his description, he puts children to sleep and eats their dreams. I saw Drowsy, and I think the uh, I think it has. A, oh no, no, it's evolved form is Hypno, right? Yeah, I saw Drowsy, and I saw that, and I was like, but it seems like the worst it does is that it eats dreams for sustenance. It doesn't seem to hurt the person. They just forget that they were dreaming or they wake up and can't remember the dream and it said that maybe uh, a drowsy ate it so I was looking at that too and I was like hmm can I constitute that as being kind of fucked up because my baseline is the uh, phantom that we talked about in one of the podcasts before where it is literally a Pokemon born of the soul of a child who died lost in the woods that possessed a tree stump and I was just like, "What?" <laughs> and I all and I looked at that one. I looked at Phantom again, and it gets worse. <laughs> it actually gets worse than that. Um, so that's what I was using as a baseline. I'm not saying that that's not a good one. Um, for me, the thing that was creepy about Drowsy was that. One of the entries, I forget which one it was because I, I, I didn't put Drowsy on my list, so I forget which one it was. But there's an entry that says if, you, if you're if you asleep and you feel your nose tickling, it might be a Drowsy that's trying to eat your dream through your nose. And I was like, okay, that's creepy. Yeah, <laughs> it's so just supposed to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's interesting. So if you if you're asleep but you feel your nose tickling – or like in your dream you just suddenly can't breathe i know that happens to me better not be no drowsy's trying to eat my dreams right so yeah so drowsy drowsy uh for me drowsy is an okay one but yeah that that's the thing i thought was creepy about the drowsy because when it comes to it's eating people's dreams it doesn't seem to have any negative effects oh okay so i'm looking at uh hypno which is the evolved form. Uh, it carries away people having good dreams and is even known to have stolen a child at one point. So, Oh yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so hypno and drowsy, they don't want your bad dreams. They want your good dreams. Yeah. Apparently like nightmares and stuff make them sick. Hmm. Yeah, so, Definitely keep those fuckers away from me. So go ahead with your next one. I'm going to look. Butterfree's a good one, I think, too. So my next one is Aerodactyl. Uh, This one's pretty quick. So Aerodactyl is a flying rock-type Pokemon. It's an ancient Pokemon that they revived from a fossil. This is the Ultra Sun version. Pokemon Ultra Sun, it says it was restored from DNA found in Amber. This Pokemon exhibited ferocity that was greater than expected. Some casualties resulted. Mm. What? (laughs) 
so they brought it back to life and it murdered some of the staff because they were so busy thinking if they could they didn't ask themselves if they should <laughs> mm. <laughs> Jurassic Park Pokemon <laughs> It's like, it's like, so they bring this Pokemon back. It just, it's like, yeah, we brought it back. Maybe if we may have underestimated how, you know, vicious it was. And well, some of the staff didn't make it. Um, we will be compensating the, uh, I mean, if they had followed proper safety protocols, then we could, of course, compensate the families. But obviously, if they were killed. They didn't follow proper safety protocols. So there's there's unfortunately nothing we can do as a company. <laughs> I can I can already see that press meeting. <laughs> uh, so while I'm while I'm still looking, uh, another fucked up one is uh, Cubone, right? Uh, yeah, I actually put Cubone on my list as well. Okay, I'll let well, I'll let, I'll let you do that one uh, then. But there was no, go ahead. Was, so Cubone is a Pokemon that wears its mother's skull, right? And uh, you know that in in and of itself is kind of fucked up because you know the and oh there was a there was something on Facebook where they were talking about having having the machine that brings the Pokemon fossils back to life. Mm -hmm. And next to the dude is a Cubone looking at it and then taking its mother's skull off and looking at it, then looking up at the human again like, fuck, won't you bring my mom back then? <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Cubone's a good one. It it also it also keeps making me wonder how are Cubones actually born? Because every Cubone is wearing its mother. What keeps happening that their mother keeps <laughs> dying? Like, what is going on in the in Cubone society? That the mother keeps dying. Are they dying in childbirth? I guess that could be what's going on. Their childbirth is... Or, or Cubones, like, eat themselves out of the mother's womb. That'd be fucking fucked up Yeah, enough. I really hope that's not the case. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> fucked. <laughs> and, and if that is the case... You know where where's where are these? How are there still Cubones to to be born? Well, no, it means they have one child per. They can still have a female child, and it might be that the majority of the the majority of the species is female. Hmm. So who's that lucky male Cubone right. that gets to Cubone everybody? <laughs> That's oof. Yeah, that would be that would be rough. Ugh, that would be rough. Okay. It's like, you know, the praying the praying mantis eats the 
eats the mail after after they've you know had sex <laughs> it, it'd be kind of sucky to be a female cubone and find out you're pregnant <laughs> right <laughs> all right go ahead Let's okay go on the next one all right, my next one is Chansey. Uh, in version yellow, uh, it says a gentle and kind-hearted Pokemon that shares its nutritious eggs if it sees an injured Pokemon. In Pokemon Emerald, Chanseys lay nutritionally excellent eggs every day. The eggs are so delicious, they are eagerly devoured by even those people who have lost their appetite. In Pokemon Ultra Moon, because the eggs on their bellies have been over-harvested by people in the past, the Chansey population remains very small. And in Ultra Sun, it seems that other Pokemon's efforts to take its delicious, nutritious egg away from it caused Chansey to get faster at fleeing. Mm. This is why I bring this up. Pokemon are actually sapient creatures. And there's a difference between sapient and uh what is the other one um there's a intelligent no uh that's what sapient means there's another one that's sentient. sentient there's a difference between being sentient and sapient pokemon are actually sapient they have their own individual personalities they can think they can reason um they have their own individual thoughts they're not just instinctive creatures being right. that that is the case Chansey is a Pokemon that literally if it sees uh, another hurt Pokemon or another hurt or hurt person basically feeds that person or Pokemon its own children because that's how they reproduce through eggs. Mm. Uh, and then I thought about that because when you so it doesn't seem like a big deal to us humans because we eat eggs all the time. But you have mm. to understand that um, animals like cows and chickens and things don't give us their meat or their eggs. We take them. We have subjugated those species, and we eat their children. Um, and when you start pointing it out like that, it really is really, really terrible. So this is a Pokemon that will feed you your own children. This is also a Pokemon whose eggs are so nutritionally delicious that even if you're not hungry, you will eat them. Um... They're so good that humanity nearly hunted them to extinction. So they had to literally um, adapt themselves to being able to escape better. Also, Chanseys then evolve into a Blissey. And Blissey is next on my list. But since it evolves into it, I'll go... Uh, Chansey evolves into a Blissey, which makes this, at least from my perspective, even more fucked up. Anyone who takes even one bite of Blissey's egg becomes unfailingly caring and pleasant to everyone. <laughs> that may not sound like a big deal, but that means that Blissey's egg can literally change a person's personality. 
So, who's hungry? Right. Like, the most hardened serial killer. All the most hardened criminals. Feed them a blissy egg. They're now the most caring and pleasant people who you've ever met. Like, I'm starting to wonder if that's what's actually going on in Pokemon. Because you notice how there are very few people who are actually just assholes. Everyone is so pleasant and nice. It's because they're under control of the Blissey eggs. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that's <laughs> fucked to me. Like, uh, we got one, we got the first version feeding its own children to other Pokemon and people, and then we have the other one who can basically mind control, can flip people's personalities. So, well, it can turn bad personalities into good personalities and not so pleasant personalities into good. Like it literally makes you the most pleasant and nice person. Like it literally says on, you become unfailingly caring and pleasant to everyone. Hmm. Mind control through kindness, I guess. Kindness. <laughs> All right. Good. All right, I'll, I'll do a, a twofer as well. Um, so, Charizard. You know, your cute little... cute in the char, No, Charmander. Yeah, Charmander. Charmander? <laughs> I didn't find you know, one. Your, your Charmander. Cute little, hmm. Good. Oh, well, do you... You know, you know what happens if the fire on their tail goes yeah, out? Yeah, they die. Exactly. So isn't that kind of fucked? And like there was a, I think there was an episode of Pokemon where, you know, you see this, this Charmander in the middle of a rainstorm, like curled up, holding a leaf, curled up under it, trying to keep its tail fire from going out just so it wouldn't die. Mm. Well, uh, well, to me, that didn't seem like it. That doesn't to me. That doesn't seem any different to what happens to a person who gets exposed to to weather. Because you put a person in a cold environment without the right clothes, they die too. Same thing about a hot environment. Yeah. So to to me, that didn't seem like a fucked up thing. That was just well, its life is dependent on the tail fire because the tail fire is what keeps its entire body warm. Without it, it dies. Um, I mean that—that's more of a problem for Charmander than anything else. Um, <laughs> okay, so then number two is Voltorb. Yeah, I think I picked Voltorb so too. Yeah, so according to the biology of it, it it's a Pokemon that looks like a Pokeball. And it was first discovered in the plant where Pokeballs were invented. Oh, you did you did Voltorb? So, I did I did Electrode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah, so imagine you're in the Poke world and you see something that looks like a just a Pokeball laying there. Ooh, Pokeball. <laughs> Boom. Voltorb got pissed that you touched it and it blew itself up. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because they're basically mini grenades, and they don't care. They'll they'll just explode on a on a whim. They don't care. And remember, see <laughs> what makes this so fucked 
is that in the Pokemon world, remember, they send children out to find these things. Like 12-year-old kids, 12 and 10-year-old kids, sometimes younger than that, because Ash has met like 8- and 7-year-old kids out on their Pokemon journeys. And it's not like they send them out with all this information. They don't. Some of them go to actual Pokemon schools to study up this kind of stuff. But Ash was just some country bumpkin kid who was like, I want to be the best Pokemon trainer in the world. And his local professor was like, here's a starter Pokemon. Go ahead. No further information. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, all right. <laughs> it's like... You got hypnos running around stealing children, and we're just sending them on out there. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like picking, like, got five year olds picking up Voltorbs and just being, ex- just dying because they had a grenade explode in their hand. Like, the cartoon makes it seem all like harmless, harmless bullshit, but it's a cartoon. The way that would really work is people would die because <laughs> they've right. they've shown that the Voltorb and Electrode explosions can like blow up cars and stuff you don't pick one of those up and it go off in your face and survive <laughs> like yeah it's yeah that's Voltorbs and Electrodes are pretty uh fucked I'll uh, do Electrode for my next one because uh so in Emerald, it says they appear in great numbers at electric power plants. Because they feed on electricity, they cause massive and chaotic blackouts in nearby cities. Because that's that's what every city loves, a massive blackout on a consistent basis. <laughs> uh, in Red and Blue, it stores electric energy under very high pressure. It often explodes with little or no propagation, just like the Voltorb. Um, they'll just do it on a whim. If they see you, they'll explode. And you can step on them by mistake, not even knowing they're there. Um, Mm -hmm. In Pokemon X, it explodes in response to even minor stimuli. It is feared with the nickname of the Bomb Ball. (laughs) Why do we allow this thing to continue to exist? Because <laughs> I, I gotta have it in my Pokedex. Gotta damn. have it in my Pokedex, though. <laughs> uh, okay, good. Okay, I'm still looking. Um, so, coughing and wheezings. Uh, you know, send your eight year old kid out to on their Pokemon journey, and here's a floating purple-skinned thing that literally farts out toxic fumes. Yeah, but that's... Uh, uh, so, So, from my perspective, that is more of a uh, area hazard. Like, Voltorbs and Electrodes, they don't just hang out at power plants, so that's where you normally will find them. And you have to understand that they will go to power plants. So people who work at power plants and have to maintenance them and stuff are always in danger of them. Um, and you, but you can find them anywhere. They'll go into cities and they just explode on a whim. Like they keep, they just randomly killing people. 
Um, that's why I see that as fucked up. With Weezings, Weezings don't go out of their way to be in populated places. They're just where they're at. And they're not naturally dangerous to anything around them um, on purpose, right? It, it's, it's the same way. Uh, it's kind of the same thing as um, what would be a good... Uh, would be a good uh would be a good comparison um try to think of a good comparison but i it'd be like a porcupine porcupines are not dangerous intentionally but if you you know grab one you get quilled so they're not they're, they're not hmm. intentionally harming you in any way. It's just like them giving out the toxic fumes and stuff is just it, it's what they do. It's a byproduct of what they do. Like if they now if if a wheezing goes out and seeks out things to spray with poison, that's fucked up. It is seeking things out hmm. to spray and poison to kill them. Um a good a, a good example of this is my next one. Uh, Gengar. Mm. I did not know this about Gengar. Gengar is one of my favorite Pokemon. I had no idea. Um, Gengar is just a murder Pokemon. He <laughs> straight up is just a murder Pokemon. Listen to this shit, man. In version yellow, a Gengar is close by if you feel a sudden chill. It may be trying to lay a curse on you. Curses are actual things in Pokemon. And can range anywhere from making your day really terrible to killing you. In Pokemon Stadium, mm. the description is, appears to attack people who get lost in the mountains, said to be the culprit behind shadows that laugh at the moonlight. So if you get lost in the mountains, Gengars just try to kill you. Um, no big deal. In Pokemon version Pearl... <laughs> Lurking in the shadowy corners of rooms, it awaits a chance to steal its prey's life force. It's a murder Pokemon. It literally murders people. In uh, Pokemon <laughs> Silver, to steal the life of its target, it slips into the prey's shadow and silently waits for an opportunity. That one doesn't sound so bad. You could think, oh, you mean like out in the wild when it's... That doesn't sound so bad until you get into the other versions. Pokemon Sun. Should you feel yourself get attacked by a sudden chill, it is evidence of an approaching Gengar. There is no escaping it. Give up! <laughs> in Pokemon Moon, it apparently wishes for a traveling companion since it was once human itself. It tries to create one by taking the lives of other humans. Literally a murder Pokemon! Ultra Sun. You can hear it you can hear tales told all over the world about how Gengar will pay a visit to children who are naughty. The murder Pokemon. <laughs> Better not be naughtier. Murder Pokemon's gonna come and kill in you. Pokemon Ultra Moon, even if your home, even your home isn't safe, Gengar will lurk in whatever dark corner of a room it can find and wait for its chance to catch its prey. It is literally, it is in actuality a Pokemon that actively murders humans. 
Mm-hmm. Gotta catch a ball, though. <laughs> Gotta get that Pokedex. Send your 10-year-old out there to go catch a Gengar. You'll be so proud. literally a murder pokemon man actually a murder pokemon (laughs) well well, damn after this one after that geodude doesn't sound too bad (laughs) but geodude can be annoying because if uh accidentally step on him, you know, your eight-year-old self, you know, trekking through the mountains on your Pokemon quest. Uh, you might wake him up and he'll just start swinging his fists around. Hope you don't break a bone. Uh, <laughs> have to crawl out. Yeah, especially since they're, uh, they're almost indeterminable from rocks when they're sleeping. So if one wakes up at the wrong moment when you step on it, well, there go your legs, your ankles, your knees. I used to be a Pokemon trainer like you. Then I took a Geodude right. to knees. <laughs> <laughs> so, not not as bad as as a murder Pokemon, but can definitely ruin your day if you step yeah, on it. Can definitely ruin your day. Hmm. So, what else you got? Okay. Uh, next is, remember when I told you it gets worse for Phantom? So, Phantom. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll, we'll go in order. So, Pokemon Y. According to old tales, these Pokemon are stumps possessed by the spirits of children who died while lost in the forest. Pokemon Ultra Sun version. By imitating the voice of a child, it causes people to get hopelessly lost deep in the forest. It's trying to make friends with them. What is it with the, <laughs> with the Japanese and forest? You know, there's like a you know there's a suicide forest. I think in China or Japan, right? Yeah, yeah it's in Japan. It's a forest where people are told do not go there because if you do, you might not yeah. come back. Uh, in fact, let me look that uh, up. In Pokemon Shield, with a voice like a human child's, it cries out to lure adults deep into the forest, getting them lost among the trees. Once again, another murder Pokemon. <laughs> it's like it does seem to be the ghost types that are like this. Uh, it's not that are like this anyway. Like who seem to just love murder. <laughs> it's just, mm. uh, and it's uh, it's Gahara, land of the land of blue trees, but is unofficially known as the Japanese suicide. Yeah, forest. yeah. They tell you do not go there because you might not come back because people have gone there and not come back, like literally have gone there and not come back. Yeah. So they're not like being superstitious. They're not fucking around. They're like, nah, people have gone there and then not come back. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I can't. Uh, let's see. Show me, show me another. Oh, so you had mentioned uh, Kadabra on one of the, on the previous uh, website I was looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, they did not allow Kadabra back in the game until 
until last year because evidently some of the markings on it were um, suspiciously Nazi looking in nature. Like, and I think what, even the star like, on his forehead. It does does a cadabra have that? I thought that was the Alakazam. No, that's the cadabra. Mm. Well, let me let me see if it says anything about it on here. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is either the star on its head, which is just a star, and then there are like three squiggly lines on its stomach. That's what it is. But yeah. I thought because because uh, they resemble the the SS. Really? Every time I look at them, I see like the front the front part of a helmet, like the visor. Or uh, the uh, the opening on a furnace. That's what I think of. Who looked at that and went like, who looked at that and went, oh, that's a Nazi symbol. Can't have that. Like, what? Well, like, so I, 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 have, up the, I have up the picture of the cadabra from mm-hmm. the anime, and it's got the three squiggles, and I guess if you want to reach, I can see how it looks like the runic S that SS Nazis wore on their uniforms. Yeah, I feel like whoever, I, I feel like that's a real far reach. Like, uh, I'm, <laughs> well, here, let me see. Let, 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 what does this runic S of the Nazis look like? And, uh, uh, uh uh, another thing was that uh, some some country I, I forget what which country they said it was said that the cadaver was cultural appropriation, and that was the uh, that was the main reason that that cadaver was taken out until last year, when they dropped when whatever country it was dropped that that thing. Okay, so if it is if it's the yeah, I don't know. Okay, I think the, it looks kind of like a lightning double S. Oh, it's a double S? Double S. Oh, yeah. oh, I see it over here. I see it over here. The Schwistoffel yeah. SS bolts. Mm. Yeah, that's a yeah. dude, that's a reach. Like I I understand. <laughs> I understand, but that's a fucking reach. That is absolutely a reach. <laughs> I like I when I look at it. And then I look back over at it. When you tell me that's what they thought, I can understand. But that is still a reach. That is you reaching. Because almost predominantly, three squiggles like that was the front of, a, uh, of an armored visor. And you can see that in Legend of Zelda. You can see that in a cartoon. You can see that in American cartoons. Like, that has always been like uh, Super Mario Brothers as well. It, that has always usually been the design for the front of armored helmets. And then if you watch like uh, like other cartoons with like furnaces, the hatch on a furnace so that you can see into the furnace will have the squiggly line like that. So like almost globally, predominantly, those three squiggles have meant something else. And to then go, oh, but they look, oh, but that's too close to this Nazi party symbol that I know. That that's a reach. That that's someone making something out of nothing. <laughs> that is absolutely someone making something out of nothing. 
damn it, Karen, you yeah, did it again. The, there is a very <laughs> small population of people who see that and go, oh, that's Nazis. Everybody else is like, oh, it's a furnace symbol or, oh, it's a helmet symbol. Like, I, I guarantee you, you show that symbol to, like, 50 people, you, it is very possible not a single one of them will go, oh, that's a Nazi party symbol, isn't it? Like, not a single one of all. You are almost, I guarantee you, like, an 80% chance every single one of those people won't eat, will not think Nazi party symbol. Especially, especially considering most people don't even know that that was a type of Nazi party symbol. So why would you bring it, was it up? A, it was actually a Norse rune. Well, I think I think it was a rune. Uh, like that. I'm I'm waiting for them to ban Thor's hammer because it also looks like a Nazi party. Uh, actually, I'm actually wasn't there a hammer in one of the Nazi party things? Wouldn't surprise me because the Nazis were great at trying to appropriate yeah, Norse. They were all about that. I can't think even for a moment. Let's see. Yeah, they had a they um, they had a Thor's hammer in, in their uh in I think two of them. Oh, in their um the hammer and sickle. Yeah, that's Thor's hammer. But nobody's saying shit about that, probably because Thor is making people too much money. Wait, wait. You're saying that they use Thor's hammer in the communist yeah, symbol? That hammer? That it's almost the exact same shape, dude. I don't know if they it, I don't know if they went into Norse mythology was like, oh, Thor's hammer, we'll use that. But yet yeah, that that is what Thor's hammer traditionally look like in North mythology. Though it had a shorter uh, grip. It had a shorter haft. Um, it was actually a, a it was actually a much smaller hammer than what they show you in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and comic books. It wasn't that that big fucking I need to drive in five nails at a time hammer. No, it was like a it was like a normal carpenter's <laughs> hammer. Okay. Yeah, but ain't nobody saying shit about that. And you know why? Because no one knows the information I just talked about. And no one's bringing it up because that hammer is making them too much money. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pick and choosing their bullshit. Either it, none of it's okay or it's all okay. Fuck right <laughs> off. Stupid bullshit. <laughs> it's like, and I, I can't understand uh. what they think is going to happen. None of the kids or anyone who even looks at that symbol probably even knows about it being a Nazi party symbol. So are you expecting them to spontaneously start sig hailing? Like what like if they don't know anything about it and it's just a symbol, what power does it have? Nobody is running around with the symbol on their shirt or anything. No political parties are using it as a banner. Like what are you gaining out of this? Fifteen minutes of attention. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. All right, I'm trying to look. I was I was hoping maybe like Weeping Bell or Victory Bell had something fucked up. No, but it doesn't they really. don't, dude. You you really had you have to actually 
put the time in to look. It's why I couldn't get out of the first generation of Pokemon. Because you, you got to go through all of them. And some of them, they don't even have it in their... Like, I went to the uh, Bulbapedia Pokedex because they have all this information compiled. And even then, you still have to... Yep. Yeah, you That's still have I mean. to go through lines and lines of stuff to find... Like, some of them, the fucked up stuff isn't even in the first versions. It's in later versions for some reason. Like, why would it be an okay Pokemon in the original versions, but you get down to black and white or X and Y, and all of a sudden it's a murder Pokemon? Just going around killing shit, doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> like, why? Why? <laughs> Just gotta murder some shit. Here, I'll uh, do another one while you're doing that. Uh... Let's see, Golbat is one. Now, Golbat, once again, was harmless at first um, until you get to version Silver. And it can drink more than 10 ounces of blood at once. If it has too much, it gets heavy and flies clumsily. Now, that doesn't seem too bad. Golbat is a vampire bat. It's pretty common. And that doesn't seem too bad. 10 ounces of blood isn't really anything, right? Um, Especially for a human. Um, I think there are some ages of human child where 10 ounces could be a big problem, but for the most part, 10 ounces for the average human being is not a big deal. Until you get to Diamond. <laughs> in Pokemon Diamond, it loves the blood of humans and Pokemon. It flies around at night in search of neck veins. So it does, and at first I thought, oh, well, it doesn't even prey on humans. But no, it preys on humans too. Then you get to version black and white. Flitting around in the dead of night, it sinks its fangs into its prey and drains a nearly fatal amount of blood. Then you get to red and blue. In the original, once it strikes, it will not stop draining energy from the victim, even if it gets too heavy to fly. So this thing runs around looking for human or animal or Pokemon. And once it bites... It just keeps draining until either it has had too much um, or the victim just dies. Hmm. I don't know why they needed to make the change. It could have just been a a bat. (laughs) But they were like, no, it needs to run around draining things until they die. Because that's what it would do, apparently. Once again... We're sending our kids out into the world to combat these things. Yep, what is wrong with folks. you, Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> and this make and this is doubly terrifying because as a Pokemon trainer, when you're on your journey, you're camping out in the woods most of the damn time. You're not normally mm-hmm. staying at an inn. You're normally literally camping out in the fucking woods. <laughs> and like I said, right. gold bats are actually fairly common. So even if you go, well, it only drinks 10 ounces or it'll only drink till it's full and then it'll be okay. Well, that would be okay if you only get attacked by one. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, 10 ounces is fine, but then what if there are yeah, like a then, swarm of them? 10 ounces times 10. You're dead. You're just dead. Not- 
Oh, what is it? Uh, what is I, it? I think the human body. The human has body has about two. Six, I think it's like two gallons. I think it's 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 like one point five or two gallons of blood in it. But the problem is, you can only lose so much before it's fatal. So you can only lose about fourteen to fifteen yeah. percent of your blood before it's fatal. Yeah, one point two to one point yeah. five and gallons. Ten ounces is only about five to ten percent of that. Not a big deal. But if it just gorges itself, it could take twenty, thirty, and that's just one goal bat. You're you will die after that if you're not given immediate medical attention. And if there's more than one, you're just dead. Because there's also there's an entry in one of the other versions. I forget which one it was. But there's also an entry that says once it bites, it never lets go until it's done feeding. So if mm. more than one Golbat attacks a human being, that human being is dead. <laughs> yeah, because if you get six of them attacking you and each one takes 10 ounces, that's 60 ounces. That's Two of them can attack you and kill you. Because they'll just keep gorging until they, they don't care if they can't fly afterwards. They'll just gorge themselves. <laughs> so two of them could kill you. And remember, we're sending children out into the woods. They've got less blood in them. One could kill them. And most likely, I say could, but I really mean most likely will. <laughs> hmm. Like the Pokemon world yeah, is keep sending your kids. The Pokemon there, world folks. is fucked up. <laughs> it's so <laughs> fucked up. Uh. Make sure you uh, take a trip to Okigahara and find that stump spirit. Because mm. you know you gotta have that right. Pokedex. And it's so funny because I, 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 I remember the cartoons and Ash just going out into the world and he didn't know jack shit. And he's running into these <laughs> Pokemon who are literally lethal to him. And, <laughs> like Ash should have died thousands of times in the beginning of his Pokemon journey. Literally thousands of times. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so here, here's an honorable mention. Rattata. Mm-hmm. Thanks to its sharp fangs, it's able to chew on nearly anything. When threatened, Rattata can deliver a powerful bite. Its teeth are also useful when using like hyperfang mm -hmm. and superfang. So, you know, send your send your eight year old out to catch that rat. Doesn't matter if a rat right. chews its arm off. That's true too. Like a lot of them, well, a lot of them <laughs> are the same thing as like you come across a poisonous snake. You just leave it alone and go the other way, or you go around, right? Um, 
But since you do, since you're sending your kids out as Pokemon trainers, they're actively getting in the fights and attacking these Pokemon. Some of these Pokemon are extremely dangerous when they're attacked. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, and since we did talk about Gengar, I guess we also have to talk about Haunter, who apparently is worse than Gengar. Um, in the crystal version of Pokemon, its entry is it hides in the dark, planning to take the life of the next living thing that wanders close by. In Ruby and Sapphire's version, Haunter is a dangerous Pokemon. If one beckons you while floating in darkness, you must never approach it. This Pokemon will try to lick you with its tongue and steal your life away. Remember that episode when Ash went to that haunted mansion and there was a Haunter and it licked him? And everybody was like, oh, oh, that's so hilarious. He got paralyzed. That's so funny. Haunter's so nice. All of them should have died that night. They all should have died that night. And wasn't there, there was a also Gengar, like a, like a, uh, a scene in the, like, like a scene in the intro where a Gengar licks Pikachu and then Pikachu's yeah. like, Ooh. Uh, Let's see. Haunter in Sun's version, it strikes at humans from total darkness. Those licked by its cold tongue grow weaker with each passing day until they die. That is the description. These are all descriptions directly from the game's Pokedex. In Pokemon Sword, its tongue is made of gas. If licked, its victims start shaking constantly until death eventually comes. This is supposed to be a children's game. Hmm. <laughs> just just straight up murder Pokemon and you know what as I've been going through these descriptions I'm sitting here like how the fuck did humans turn Pokemon into pets and then have them fighting against each other if Pokemon work together humanity would end Dude, I'm not even kidding, though. Like, uh, Alakazam, apparently its IQ is 5,000 and above. And has, like, Hmm. enough psychic energy to, like, rearrange matter and molecules. Um, there's, uh, Cloyster is a Pokemon whose shell is impenetrable. By apparently anything. And it can shoot out spikes. Uh, It can move in the water. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a... uh, Oh, there's another... What's the other Pokemon? Um, uh, What was one of the other ones I was reading? Uh, Diglett. Diglett is a farm Pokemon that farmers like because everywhere it goes, it tills the ground perfectly for vegetables, so it's really good for farming. When it becomes a Doug Trio, it Mm. moves through the earth so fast, it causes earthquakes. Like, actual earthquakes. Mm. Uh, And that's unintentionally. 
the amount of damage it could do intentionally is astronomical. <laughs> There's a uh, Dratini, not Dratini, but Dragonair, the second evolution of the Dragonite family, has the ability to control the fucking weather. How the fuck <laughs> did humans subjugate these things? <laughs> Well, apparently, with our opposable thumbs. Mm. Okay, here's a here's an honorable mention. Um, mm. Gyarados is not an honorable mention. He's right up on the list because I put him on the list too. That motherfucker's an asshole. <laughs> Gyarados is also. <laughs> if Haunter is the murder Pokemon, Gyarados is the genocide Pokemon. It doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, I was just looking at that. It appears in times of conflict and destroys oh, the surrounding no. area. Oh, go ahead. Its Sorry. rampages have been to last a month at a time. Yeah. Um... Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. I, I keep interrupting. I'm sorry because it's I, I'm excited. So I keep interrupting and I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh, <laughs> um, it's not just that it ran. Huh? Go it's not yeah it's not just that Gyarados's rampages last for a month so in the silver version once it appears it goes on a rampage and it remains enraged until it destroys everything around it so not only does it go on a rampage for a month but it doesn't stop rampaging until it destroys everything around it in crystal it appears whenever there is world conflict burning down any place it travels through so anytime there's like a war it just shows up and starts d d annihilating cities that's one of one of the other uh i forget which version i think uh red and blue it just annihil it used to just annihilate whole cities in ancient times um, in Ruby version, when Magikarp evolves into Gyarados, its brain cells undergo a structural transformation. It is said that this transformation is to blame for this Pokemon's wildly violent nature. In Sapphire, once Gyarados goes on a rampage, its ferociously violent blood doesn't calm until, the, until it has burned everything down. There are records of this Pokemon's rampage lasting a whole month, like you said. Yeah. And it doesn't stop until everything has been burned to the ground. It has no issues destroying whole cities. Why would you allow this thing to exist? Oh, remember, uh, I remember in one of the Pokemon movies, there was a whole, Ash comes across an entire herd of Gyarados out in the water. He, like... No thanks. Like, <laughs> how do you... No thanks. He's like... No, 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 no. First off, no, your child can't have that as a Pokemon. <laughs> Fuck no. Second, it is it, if it's way out in deep water, okay, fine. None of those things are allowed to exist on land. I don't give a fuck. If any of them come near land, they die first and we'll ask questions later. They are not allowed. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> okay, so how about Articuno as an honorable mention? I could get behind Articuno. It's Yeah, so it uh when Articuno flaps 
wings that can chill the moisture in the air around it, making snowfall. So it flies from icy mountain to icy mountain. According to legend, it appears before doomed travelers in lost Damn. in icy regions. So, Which is, I agree, kind of fucked up. Because, as we've said, Pokemon are sapient. And especially the legendary ones. The legendaries are actually intelligent. So it shows up when travelers in mountains or and things are about to die and does nothing to help them. Just lets them die. <laughs> well, actually, where to go? Um, Articuto sometimes age travelers oh, and them to say. Oh, I didn't see that sometimes. entry. Some. Uh, well, yeah, I'm assuming the, the times that it does, yeah. they're good people, and the times that it doesn't, it's Team Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how about Moltres, the Firebird Pokemon, essentially? Uh, sure as hell wouldn't want Moltres around uh, Tokyo. I did not get as far as Moltres because I'm I I was going through alphabetical order and I never even got through the entire list so I've only got one more I've only got one more. Okay, well, okay, so like you know, just like with Articuno, Moltres, legendary bird, it's fire flaps its wings, there it leaves embers in its in its uh, wake. So. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, it'll just take a dip in an active volcano to heal itself. But uh, so you know why I say I hope they don't find a Moltres over Tokyo, right? I want to say because Rodan? Because Tokyo's always been called oh. Magic City. Because it always. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah, bad, bad joke. <laughs> I just, uh, Moltres dipping itself in a volcano, I just immediately thought Rodan, especially with the recent uh, Godzilla movies. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. My last last one one is also another Pokemon that is a favorite of mine that I didn't realize. Uh, Hydreigon. It's a dark dragon type. Oh, and maybe I should have said what the types were of all of these. Um, Kadabra is a psychic. Aerodactyl is a flying rock. Chansey is a normal. Blissey is a normal. Uh, Cubone is a Cubone is a ground type. Electrode is an electric type. Gengar is a dark uh, dark ghost type now. Phantom is a uh, grass ghost type. Golbat is a poison flyer. Gyarados is a flying water. And Haunter is also a uh, poison is a poison ghost because he doesn't get the no. Uh, sorry, Gengar is also a poison ghost, not a dark ghost. Poison ghost. Um, and Hydreigon is a dark dragon. Inversion Black, which is its first appearance. This brutal Pokemon travels the skies on its six wings. Anything that moves seems like a foe to it, triggering its attack. Yeah, right? (laughs) Giant six-winged, three-headed dragon. Anything it sees, fuck it up. (laughs) How dare you? You're breathing. Time to fight. Um, 
In version one, <laughs> the heads on their arms do not have brains. They use all three heads to consume and destroy everything. And by everything, it means anything it sees mm. that has the ability to move. <laughs> In versions black and white version 2, it responds to movement by attacking. This scary three-headed Pokemon devours everything in its path. In versions in version sword, oh, there are a slew of stories about villages that were destroyed by Hydreigon. It bites anything that moves. This is literally the Pokemon version of a rabbit dog. It just is constantly attacking <laughs> everything and eating everything and destroying everything. But it's cool. Our 12-year-olds will protect us. Ay, ay, ay. Well, evidently, that's that is evidently the, the answer. answer. <laughs> yeah, the kids will take care of it. I'm gonna go back to watching the game. Giant, giant genocidal flying dragonfish, Billy. Yeah, I gotta take, gotta care, take of my care of my work. life. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and and there, uh. I, I think we have. <laughs> I think we. Uh, if you have more, we'll go through those. But I think we've illustrated our point fairly well. Pokemon is a dark, fucked up place. And the fact that the adults in mm. Pokemon send yeah. their children out into the wilderness with these things is insane. It, because... Yeah. Well, and, and, parents, and I can even hear some people <laughs> going, but they're supposed to be skilled Pokemon trainers. These are the things they have to deal with. But you also have to realize that, uh, first off, they don't start off as skilled Pokemon trainers, not even the ones that are educated in the Pokemon school. Two, um, the only thing that actually keeps them from being murdered by these Pokemon is catching the Pokemon in a Pokeball. Three, the Pokemon can just decide not to be caught in the Pokeball and then murder your children. (laughs) It's like... And four, it is just fucking irresponsible to send children out to deal with anything. You literally have a Pokemon that actively searches. (laughs) You have a sociopathic killing Pokemon. You have a Hannibal Pokemon. It actively goes out and kills people (laughs) on purpose. So is, Hannibal is that Mon. the one called Hannibal? Yeah, that would Mon? be the Digimon. <laughs> mm. yeah. uh, like, uh, I also agree. That's uh, that's a, that's enough to illustrate. <laughs> to illustrate like the point. I I knew it was bad. I I I honestly didn't know it was that bad. Like I knew there were some. I had no idea it was as bad as it is. And once again, I didn't even, in, in researching this and going through the different ones, I never made it out of the first generation. Like, Hydreigon and Phantom <laughs> are from other gener are out, are from like the third, fourth, or fifth generations. I forget exactly which, but that's because those are ones whose descriptions I read and remembered. 
which is what put me on this topic. Um, but as for everything else, right. I had to learn it, you know, just starting off. And I never made it out of the first generation of Pokemon, which means there are at least seven more generations of who knows what kind of fucked up shit. <laughs> oh, I, I will actually, I will actually mention Drift Loon because I brought brought it up. So when when I say Drift Loon is a child stealing balloon, that's literally what it is. It's a Pokemon that looks like a balloon that you'd get at like the mm-hmm. the Bond Festival or whatever. <laughs> so Drift Loon just floats along, and then if a kid reaches up and is like, "Oh, balloon!" Drift Loon will, Drift Loon will grab it. Wow. With the kid. Another child stealer. (laughs) What the fuck is up with the ghost Pokemon (laughs) in Pokemon? And the murder and the child stealing. (laughs) Well, I guess the other child stealer was Drowsy, who was a... Or Hypno, who's a psychic type, but... Yeah, like... Like child stealers, <laughs> like luring people in the forest so they can propagate, and oh god, just oh god. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we got the kids for. They're they're they go out there right. to genocide you know, Pokemon. Like there, like think about that. There are genocide Pokemon, and 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 we we didn't we got to like what two of the legendaries, Moltres and Articuno. Like we're not even talking about the later generations that have Pokemon who control time and space. Uh, the Pokemon God itself. Uh. Mewtwo. Mewtwo has a reason to kill humans, though. It's it's got quite the beef with humans. I like I like I'm not saying it's right, but I, I but at least I understand where it's coming from. Gengar just does it as a hobby. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> like that's Gengar's day off activity. Like, ugh. <laughs> Yep, it's Thursday night. Time to go kill some humans. <laughs> uh. Uh. All right then. Final thoughts. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hannibal's still going strong. <sighs> Can't wait for the next episode. Uh, we'll get around to the Mandalorian. Uh, uh, I guess we could talk about it after the podcast, but meh. Um, but yeah, we'll have to get around to the Mandalorian. Um, but Hannibal, great! If you're listening to us talk about this, go watch it. It's amazing. Uh, so far, if if you like psycho- psychological thrillers, it, it is a psychological thriller. You're you're not gonna have you know Thor fighting Superman. It ain't that. Um, uh, the Blood of Zeus is what it has been since episode one. Uh, Zeus is garbage in every aspect of his life. He is garbage. He is garbage at being a husband. He is garbage at being a father. He is garbage at being like, eh, he's garbage at being a ruler. Hell, he's garbage at being a brother. Like, Poseidon's sitting here trying to help him, and he's just being a dick. Like, he's just 
Oh my oh my goodness. I, I honestly, honestly, to be fair, I'm kind of surprised that they're portraying Zeus in such a negative light. I actually didn't expect them to make him almost as much as what he was in the original Miss. Like he's pretty much as big a fail in this series as he actually is in Miss. Like he he does some good things here and there, mm. but holy shit, does the negative shit he does outweigh anything good he ever does? Um, just a <laughs> goddamn like he's the creepy uh, Zeus is literally the creepy uncle you don't leave alone with the kids. <laughs> like literally. Um. Oh, and just to illustrate, <laughs> good. Don't don't. Yeah, I know, don't right? Take them to Uncle Touchy like, Zeus's mm-hmm. house. I was like, "Where them kids? I think they're over at Zeus's house. Go get them kids. Go get them kids." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but uh, um. So Hannibal, good. Uh, Blood of Zeus, love to hate it. Like I, I am loving to hate it. Seeing where this train wreck goes, like all I can hope is that the giants get revived, uh, the giants get revived and kill them all. <laughs> you're, you're, you're it's fine. Right. Um, Pokemon is way, way more fucked up than you or I ever thought it was. Um, like knew there was some shit, like. To be when I was younger, I used to read Pokemon fan fiction, and I would come across a lot of really dark ones, right? Where the Pokemons were monsters that the humans had to fight mm-hmm. off, uh, human Pokemon wars, uh, ones where you know the humans had enslaved the Pokemon and used them in like actual match, actual two to death matches, um, and I always was like, man, this stuff is dark. And now, after doing this, I understand why. <laughs> because they were they, they were basically telling a natural <laughs> story of how this would have evolved. So I was like, like, th- like those stories were pretty much the way the world probably should actually be. So yeah, just oh, Pokemon, <laughs> I, and like, and once again, a lot of these descriptions get changed like they the pokemon might start off okay like harmlessly okay it's like ah, okay that can be construed as being harmless there's no hard evidence and then later on oh just hard evidence it's a murder pokemon okay <laughs> it's just hard evidence it goes around killing people okay gotcha <laughs> like i don't know why that was necessary it could have not been that but oh okay <laughs> yeah we'll go with that We'll go with that. Like, I'll catch Burn one, give kill. it to my nephew as a present. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> just... right. Billy, here's a, right. here's a genocidal murder. <laughs> Don't, Don't ever go to sleep with it, it out of its Pokeball. <laughs> Always put it back in its Pokeball. And don't feed it after midnight. <laughs> get it wet either. It might turn into a grim. Uh, 
So yeah, uh, Hannibal good, go watch it. Uh, Blood of Zeus, stupid, but uh, enjoying the train wreck. Um, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Pokemon is Pokemon. I mean, I, I'm still it, like, if they come out with a Pokemon game that finally goes away from what we've come to normally expect and does something a little bit more inventive, I'll get back into the series. I fell out of, I fell off the series at X and Y. I just couldn't play the same exact game anymore. And I say that having played almost every version throughout the years, like almost every single one. And I just, I, I finally years, years later after red and blue, just got tired of playing the same game over and over again. So Hopefully they'll do something interesting to get me back into it, but mm. then again, they're still making money off of it, so why should they change? So. Mm, right. <laughs> happy happy uh, murder dreams. <laughs> while, I, while I count this funny. Just straight up murder Pokemon. <laughs> there didn't have to be murder Pokemon. <laughs> like, you... You talk about forming bonds and becoming friends. It, so why are there murder Pokemon? Why are there genocide Pokemon? What is <laughs> happening? <laughs> and then also, if you think about it, you got this eight-year-old kid with his starter murder murder animal, and he's just running around, you know, Kanto or whatever, just leaving trails of knocked out, probably leaving trails of knocked out Pokemon for other yeah. Pokemon to come up and eat. And that, yeah, pretty much that too. <laughs> they murder each other as much as they murder <laughs> us. So, I mean, I guess they're indiscriminate in that way. <laughs> you know, just to, just imagine being that Rattata who you you know you're you're just a Rattata. You're doing your Rattata thing. And all of a sudden, here comes Billy, throws a Squirtle at you. Squirtle knocks you the fuck out. And then here comes uh, yeah. Spiro. Oh, well, I could do another topic along the uh, a couple of uh, podcasts down the way, uh, explaining exactly why it makes no sense that humans are the dominant species on the planet if Pokemon exists. Because uh, Ditto can make <laughs> itself in, like it is like like we said, Pokemon are sapient. They may not. They 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 are sapient. A lot of them have the intelligence of children, but they all show that they can learn and grow their intelligence. And then there are many others that are just intelligent and are more intelligent than humans. Um, and Pokemon have already shown that they not only can work together, but an intelligent one can pull together multiple different Pokemon and uh, direct them as a group. Um, so another reason why it makes no sense that humans are the dominant species on the planet when Pokemon exist is Ditto, because Ditto can become a perfect copy of any living animal it sees, any living thing it sees. Meaning you have an entire <laughs> perfect, like, stealth invasion force. <laughs> so what the hell There's is team nothing. They're just not for? bright. <laughs> like none of the teams are all that bright. 
Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed uh, this week's episodes. Um, you know, don't forget to, you know, give us ratings, give us likes on whatever, um, yeah, you know, helps podcast with the distribution gets you're listening out on. More people. So we would you appreciate know. it. And it's free. It costs you nothing except a split second of your time. Mm, good point. And then also, you can also follow us on our locals, which is gspcast.locals.com. We are at, um, I, I usually put all that stuff in the description anyways, but you can follow us on Twitter, follow us on locals, send us an email, let us know what you like, what you don't like, topic ideas you'd like to hear in the future. You know, mm-hmm. give us something. <laughs> we need we need feedback. But on that note, yep. so everybody continue having out. a good day, continue having a good week, be safe out there, and hopefully everything will go much better for everyone in 2021. Let's try to be cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm.